Welcome to Apocalypse Campfire Radio. My good cop buddy Jack shares how he would survive a potential apocalypse. Out of respect for his current assignment in his police department, we protected some specifics. Jack is a pseudonym. Quick spoiler alert for the South Korean disaster flick, Flu. In true apocalypse mode, this session was captured remotely. You used to be in the military, right? It was the army, mm-hmm. right? Because you had those, uh, what do they call birth control glasses? Yeah. <laughs> My old army issue glasses. Those are kind of in style. I might be like, coming kind back. Of geeky, yeah. Geek, chic. Do you wear contacts? Yeah, I wear contacts. I used to wear contacts like 24-7 almost, but I, I like my eyes get like dry and stuff, so I can't. And now I wear glasses as like an extra just layer of protection yeah. if I do go out. Yeah. So do you feel like this is just like a heightened, I don't know, like a heightened level of performance in your work, given your military and your police training and all of that? Is it like you know, being in a war zone? This is funny. It's like, I was, I was talking to some other friends and I, we were saying, you know, this is the first time in like 25 years in my career as a police officer that I'm actually kind of afraid to go to work. I mean, I've no, I'm not afraid, you know, I've, I've worked guns, violence, knives. The department trains you on how to deal with these threats, how to be situationally aware of what's going on, trusting your equipment, you know how to handle yourself. And now we're looking at this it's an you know this invisible enemy so to speak this this thing where you know we don't exactly know how we're people are picking this stuff up i mean i survived 25 years as a, as a cop and i'm gonna die because i'm gonna touch my face after i open a car door right i mean that's basically what it is right or i'm gonna come home touch a doorknob and i, I did it maybe just decon myself very well and now my kid's gonna touch the doorknob and get it so it, or it's, is it going to be on my clothes when I strip down the garage and I'm going to brush up against something and is it going to live there? So this this whole situation is completely different than anything I've ever dealt with. And then even in the military, when we train for you know, like a nuclear, biological, chemical type environment, we have equipment. We have full blown, um, you know, you know what they call mop gear. You know the gas mask, the chemical suits, the booties, the gloves, and everything to protect yourself. And you have detectors that can, you know, detect various nerve agents and things like that. So you know when to don this stuff when you're going to get into some sort of uh, dangerous situation. But now we're we're just cruising around in a car, and you could go into a Seven Eleven to get a cup of coffee and and, and pick up this virus, right? So it, it's it's just very um, unnerving. It's it's just a whole different situation than anything any of us are are used to. And then you also feel for, you know, the grocery workers, the, um, the pharmacists, the people who are keeping the businesses up and running so we can go get food and gas. And, um, you, you know, we, we think we're unprepared, but, you know, so, you know, you look at them, these people are just going to work, you know, doing their customer service job and then they die. So, I don't know, this whole thing is just, it's, it's just a real, it's a surreal experience and, and it was funny, it was, well, you know, I watched a lot of Korean dramas and movies, right? So, right. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was on, I think, Amazon Prime, and there's this Korean movie called Flu. I was actually watching it maybe like three or four weeks ago before all this craziness started. You know, it's a fictional account of, of, of a pandemic that occurs in a city just south of Seoul, where these people are human trafficking in people from Thailand to be, you know, basically slave laborers or whatever, put them in sweatshops. And so, the beginning of the movie they're loading all these bodies into this like uh shipping container and somebody starts coughing and this guy goes hey are you sick and he's like no i'm fine so they close up this container 
And then, you know, they do a time lapse thing. They say one week later, they're opening it up at the port of Incheon or something. And everybody's dead except like this one person. And he, he breaks out of the thing and just runs out and escapes into the community. And then he starts coughing on people and they come down with this crazy like flu type virus, which kills people within like three to five days. Uh, this whole city goes into lockdown. They, they bring in the World Health Organization, the U.S. CDC to help them. And then basically they surround this whole city with the military and they don't let people out because they say, you know, we got to contain this thing. And then they use the military and then they start shooting people that are trying to escape. I mean, it, it's, it's like a really just bad action movie, right? But then you start thinking, as I look back at what's going on now, I'm like, geez, it's kind of like almost like a parallel to this this movie i mean the movie's a little extreme but it's like could we get to that point i mean they started setting up camps where they moved people that were infected and then the people that uh, they needed to test went into another camp they were separating families from each it was have amazon prime look it up it's called fluke i love that film and media have have come in because honestly throughout this whole process for me anyways i also have found myself referring to fiction, you know, like The Walking Dead and all these other apocalyptic type movies and stories. I, I feel like it's so weird because it's like we're in a movie right now. It's like, wait, <laughs> I was just watching something that had to do with, I mean, I think The Walking Dead is actually, they kind of try to explain the reason why people turn into zombies is some kind of a weird virus or bacteria or something mm -hmm. that gets into the, so there's just like a similarity among a lot of these apocalyptic movies, right? Because you have to deal with the masses and like, yeah. how do you manage that? And it's, it's scary, man. How would you escape if you had to, you know? Uh, so. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it, it's, it's just a really weird situation. Um, I'm seeing the gas prices go down. One, one thing I would recommend is keep a full tank of gas in your car. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, you know, I haven't been driving. I mean, who has, but I mean, I, I do check my, my, my gas tank levels. I'm still pretty high, but I'm at the yeah. point where I'm like, maybe if I go for one more grocery run, then maybe I'll get a little just bit more gas. Just top it off. It's, it's, yeah, just top it off. Yeah, I'm trying to wait at least a few more days to make it through this week without yeah. going anywhere. Um, I've managed, you know, so far. Do you have to do errands or is it mostly like someone else in your household? No, I'm, I'm, I figure I'm the, the one that's already out and about. So I, everybody else might as well just stay in since I have to go out to work anyway. When my next day off comes, I'll do the grocery run. There's no sense in anybody else having to go out of the house. That's how I look at it. So the question that I was like leading with that we, I guess we, we kind of like didn't circle back to. Oh, did you? Yeah. So like it was kind of half inspired by this. It's like a checklist that actually uh -huh. my roommate put up on the refrigerator. This, this has been up for at least a year. I don't really know what prompted her to put it up there. It might've been around the wildfires or something. I'm not really oh. sure. It was just one day I saw, I was like, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. So basically what it does is it, it has, you know, different levels of, if you have an hour to evacuate, if you have 30 minutes, oh. 15 minutes, down to five minutes evacuation. So I'm just kind of curious, you know, if you did have, say, five minutes, you know, somebody knocks on your door or you get a text, I don't know, from work or just a text from some kind of alert system. I don't know if you're signed up for anything as a just a citizen or not. Well, I get from my, my own city police department. By department. the way, I signed up for what I thought was an emergency thing for LA City. I have not seen... Squat. Like I have not seen anything. <laughs> oh, so I don't know what that's about. 
Um, and I'm pretty sure it was official and everything. So oh. um, anyway, <laughs> um, you know, and you see this alert and it says you have five minutes to, to basically get out of town. You have to evacuate oh your house. What would you take with you? I'd grab my computers, <laughs> my cell phone chargers, you know, my battery packs, uh, as much ammunition as I could carry, <laughs> some water, and I would take the car that's got the most gas. Nice. I, I warm clothes, clothes, you know, so, you know, change of underwear, some socks, extra shoes, sturdy shoes. Uh, extra shoes. Extra shoes, so, too. Okay, okay. Uh, so what? So I, so sturdy shoes glasses. plus whatever shoes you're wearing. So, yeah, yeah. Like what shoes you're wearing right now? Sneakers. <laughs> right now I'm in my socks. I mean, oh, you're in your socks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Normally, I'd, yeah, just my tennis shoes that I'd throw on, but then I'd probably throw on my work boots or something. So you want something sturdy? Uh, I, I'd grab some heavy leather work gloves to throw in the car, just in case we need need to protect my hands from something. Dig some out. Um, maybe some basic tools: hammer, crowbar. Ah, good idea. I'm writing yeah, this down. But, but definitely I, I would grab as much ammunition as I could carry. Along with the actual weapon. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, weapons. Yeah. I don't know. Weapons. Yeah, definitely. Weapons, weapons plural? Would be, okay. Weapons would be going with me. Can Just I ask you what weapons you, you tend to own or what you have? Well, a, a bunch of different things appropriate to protect yourself with. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the bot, you know, it, at the point where I'm actually evacuating and I'm with my family and I haven't been ordered to work, if if I'm busting out of town, you figure, you know, I better take what I need to protect my family and myself. The problem is if it's a true apocalyptic situation and there's no, you know, there's going to be no law enforcement. Everybody's going to be for themselves, right? We're, we're talking movie type apocalypse, right? Um, you, you know, we're, we're talking, um, you know, I, I don't know, some, you know, crazy tsunami, earthquake, wildfire scenario, right? Um, you know, that'd be the only thing that I think you would probably have to evacuate for because, you know, a riot or something like that, they would probably just tell people to stay home, stay inside. <laughs> so, don't do anything. Running, yeah. So if you're, you're running from some, you know, crazy wildfire, something like that, or I don't know. Um, I can't think of what. Well, I guess what if it was, I mean, what if it was a virus that, you know. Where would you go? Actually, <laughs> I mean, what if it was a virus that was then discovered like, oh my God, it's reached another level and you can get it then more than just, you know, someone coughing on you. Like they've just discovered that it, it's more, I'm sorry, scary, but I'm just trying to think how bad it could get. Like maybe it morphs into something else yeah. and then, you know, and then everybody just gets it just by being in the area you know, because it's in the yeah. air floating around. Um, and then they, maybe they turn into zombies, you know? Um, yeah. I, they lose well, their I would minds. definitely grab my camping equipment. I'd get my tents, at least, you know, two of my tents. And I need my cot because I can't sleep on the ground. I'm too old for that now. So <laughs> I need to be off the ground. Yeah, maybe a shovel to throw in the car too, or small entrenching tool. I have, you know, my, I still have my military stuff. So probably grab those bags, throw them in the car. So in the process of all this, like I would probably imagine you're probably communicating to the other members of your household, right? Yeah, I'd be screaming at them. <laughs> yeah. I'd be yelling. Giving them orders, right? Yeah. <laughs> grab this, grab that, grab, yeah. If we needed to siphon gas out of the other cars to fill up the big car, yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know. You just think of all possibilities, right? 
these are really good items, you know, that I hadn't even thought of. I mean, I clearly, I don't, the only weapon I have though is like pepper gel and a taser. So I guess I would- Buy a baseball bat. You need to buy a baseball bat. Keep it by your bed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got to write that down. Or just a five pound dumbbell. You know, that's good enough too. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You put that in your hand and bash somebody in the head. Oh, man. I mean, it's not pretty, but I mean- it, when you start having to think about, you know, yeah. have you done the run, hide, fight, active shooter training at work? We've, done, we've done active shooter for sure. But ours that I do through work, it's called ALICE. Honestly, I'm supposed to remember the acronym because each thing is a certain, certain thing, like alert, yeah. listen, or something, yeah. or look, or whatever. Basically, it's, it's run if you can, hide if you can't run, and then fight only as a, a la if, if it's your last resort and you can't go anywhere. Um, oh, okay. When we, when we talk about the fight option, though, you know, you look around your office, what do you have that could possibly you could use as a weapon you have a stapler sitting at your desk take you know rip that phone handset right off the cord you know use you know that's a blunt object think about what's around you you have a, you have a chair that you could just light enough to pick up that you could throw you know start looking around your office you know in your house and see you know what could be used as a expedient weapon to buy you some time you know that's just good yeah. yeah this is a good reminder thank you <laughs> <laughs> a fire extinguisher you could pick it up and, and just you know shoot it at some you know you hit them with it or you can just if it's a uh, chemical one just you know let it fly i gotta find where our fire extinguisher is i don't even think i know where it is oh. um <laughs> it's good. like i know like i've got I, i've got this pretty hefty water bottle um you should at least have one one fire extinguisher you know keep it in the kitchen you know Right. Yeah. We're, we should have that. I hope. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to look now after this. Great. Okay. So then, you know, within like a five minute time frame, that's, that's still a lot. It's not stuff. a lot of time. No, it's that's not. I mean, if you have to literally get out the door and everything, you know, like grab your keys and stuff, that's a lot of stuff you just listed. So let me ask you this. If you got an alert, let's say middle of the night, you're sleeping, everybody's sleeping, you know, midnight, and then you get this alert on your phone. It says, it says you have two minutes. <laughs> you have two minutes. And that's it, God. you know? <laughs> Run out of the house in my underwear. <laughs> Seriously, like what, um, what would you do? What would you take? Well, I'd have to make sure I get my glasses. And then I would just, uh, everybody grab a gun and we go. Perfect. We, yeah, you I have mean, your own army, so. We're talking in base level survival, the apocalypse, right? And it's like when those things happen, a lot of times you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. People laugh at these preppers, but, you know, these were the guys that had the, you know, the, the whole uh, cellar full of toilet paper probably, right? So when I was back in the day when I was on online dating apps, I, I'm not really anymore. I, somebody accused me of being a survivalist. They were like, are you a survivalist? And I didn't even know what it was. I was like, what is that? And I had to look it up. I was like, oh, well, maybe not, but I think I'm going more and more in that direction. <laughs> Um, so there, what's the difference between a prepper and a survivalist? Do you know? Like, I, I don't even know. It's kind of the same. It's kind of the same thing. It's just the terms have just kind of morphed or changed throughout, you know, the years because it's, it's the, you know, the, the phrase of the day kind of thing, you know, when they have those shows, the preppers or whatever. I need to watch some of those shows. Actually. I don't know. I don't normally watch those shows, but you know, they have these different companies where you can order like, you know, a 50 pound bag or bucket of beans and food and stuff that you can stash away for literally years right um i mean they're expecting the apocalypse right or they buy all this stuff they 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 have some cabin or property up in the mountains that they're going to run to when you know they're given that five minute notice you got to go they don't worry about taking anything they just jump in their car and they got a place to go to and 
you know, it's all set up with probably their, their weapons, their food, their water. Oh, what is your take on MREs, by the way? Um, they last forever. Well, I don't, don't want to say they last forever. Um, uh, keep them in a cool, dark place. They sh- you should be able to get at least five or six years shelf life out of them, I think. Can people? Can normal people just buy them? Do you know? Yeah, you can buy them. They're not cheap, though. I mean, I, I went online and I, I bought a couple cases like six or seven years ago. I think they're still good. Um, the shelf life, it's probably, I think, expired maybe two years ago, but they've been in in the house. They haven't been exposed to heat or anything like that, so they should still be okay. If it's just, you know, you and your roommate, you know, you, maybe you buy just one case of MREs. It's maybe like, I don't know, 60, 80 bucks but there should be like 12 meals in there. There's usually enough calories from what I remember back in the day, enough calories in one MRE to get you through a full day or, you know, I think they're, the menus are better now than they were um, 30 years ago. Um, Cause I see a lot of different um, menu options that were not around. You know, when I first was eating MREs, I think there's maybe like, maybe like eight or nine different things that you can get. And like, you know, just, the hot dogs with the beans, a chicken loaf, a ham loaf, a chicken a la king. Uh, there really wasn't a lot to choose from. But there's, I think there's like 3,500 calories in, in that bag. My dad, you know, I, I guess he was still in the army at the time. I was, because I was pretty young. And I remember, you know, occasionally we'd open up an MRE. Mm-hmm. Um, I never knew what they were called. I, I never really knew what they were called until only recently, I think. <laughs> what rings on my mind right now is that I remember there was like a tiny little thing of like it was toilet paper. yeah toilet paper or was it a napkin <laughs> yeah. I don't even know yeah it's, it's toilet paper like, like, who the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's this little thing like yeah and it's like who the heck what do you wipe with this <laughs> yeah so funny yeah so <laughs> yeah because um, when I used to go to the field I used to actually bring toilet paper in my rucksack I would go and get regular rolls of toilet paper double bag it in two Ziploc bags and seal that stuff up. But the good thing about MREs is they usually lock you up. And, you know, they used to call them meals refusing to exit because usually you eat one or two of those and you, you don't have anything coming out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Your dad may have the same experience. Most I'll have to ask him about yeah. it. <laughs> this program is intended for entertainment purposes only. While attempts are made to present accuracy, the show's content should not be taken as factual. If you choose to take any action after listening to this show, The choice is yours and yours alone.